Thank you for tuning in to the Carter Effect Podcast, where we will discuss faith, family, football, and life. My name is Nathan Carter, and I have the privilege and honor to speak to you today. So please feel free to sit back and relax as we dive into today's episode. God bless. What's going on, y'all? It is Nate Carter once again back in the studio with the Car Effect Podcast. I got three amazing, wonderful men with me. First off, we're going to introduce the Caleb Coley. <laughs> well, we're know, speechless. He just he just introduced me. Um, my name is Caleb Coley from Warner Robins, Georgia. Mm. Yeah, I play defensive back here, and you know I'm just chasing Jesus. Come on, Amen. Mm-hmm. Y'all obviously heard Caleb on multiple podcasts. He's my dog. I got another dog on a podcast, Mister Jonathan Kim. Hey, my name is Jonathan Kim. I'm from Fredericksburg, Virginia, and I'm the kicker here. And last but not least, man, we got. The man, the guy who is my mentor, my discipler, he uh, does athletes in action here for uh, Michigan State, and he has just been a servant of the Lord for so long. He has done so much to help me in my life and my walk with Christ since I've been here and for the lives of everyone in this room. Welcome. Hold your applause (laughs) for Phil Gillespie, y'all. Philly G! Well, since you guys are my close friends, you can just call me Philly or Philly G, because nice. most people don't know who the heck is Phil Gillespie. <laughs> oh, you're talking about Philly G. It's a it's a privilege to be here with you, Nathan. Oh, no doubt. And no these doubt. fine gentlemen. Thank yeah, you. Look at these guys, man. So Thank handsome. You. you look good. You guys all look good. Well, listen, man, we're gonna get right into it, man. Um, as you guys know, this this is a faith based podcast, and um, God has given me the, the tremendous opportunity to utilize my platform to be talk about um, faith-based topics. And um, as I'm looking back and I'm looking at my episodes, I'm like, man, like there's one topic that I haven't discussed discreetly on this podcast yet, right? It's something that we all live for, something that we are truly passionate about. It's why we do what we do. And that's simply the gospel, right? The good news of Jesus Christ. So that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to get into what the good news is, what the gospel is, what does it mean for us um, as humans, as athletes, um, and just how the gospel has changed our life, man. And we're going to have a great time, and we're going to tackle some tough questions and things that I'm sure a lot of you guys are thinking about, those who may may be your first time um, hopping on a podcast and you may not know who is just Jesus character what is the gospel what does that mean to me what does that do for me like what good do I get out of that um so hopefully we can tackle those questions for you guys it's gonna be a great podcast and you know I'm really excited to do it um, with these guys in this room man so so yeah like what 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 I mean we're all believers in, in, in Jesus but you know for people who don't know who Jesus Christ is for people who don't know what the gospel is like what what can what what is that what what's the point of the gospel Shall we do rock, paper, scissors? You got it, mister. <laughs> I'll start us off. Um, for one, I think in our culture, there's some terms that uh, Christ followers use that are really loaded terms. Um, and sometimes we assume that people understand what they are and what they mean, and they really don't. So take, for instance, uh, gospel. If I say gospel to you, you probably think of one of two things, something that you would hear in church or a genre of music like gospel music. Uh, back in Jesus's day, 
in that uh, in the time of the Roman Empire and where um, Hellenism, Greek culture, you know, really yeah. pervaded. Uh, the word, the term gospel had a different currency to it than it does today. Uh, gospel back then uh, wasn't just, a, wasn't associated necessarily with religious things. Um, what it meant was, it meant great news that was life-shaping or life-changing. And it was history-making news and it changed your status forever. And so, for instance... Archaeology is 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 discovered a gospel of Caesar Augustus. Something was written about him uh, because when Caesar Augustus became emperor, you ain't kidding. It was life changing news that affected you. So the term gospel really means great news. And so when uh, the author, uh, ultimately God, uh, through the human authors, chose to pick a term that described the person and work of Jesus Christ that would change our lives and has changed all four of our lives, they use the term gospel. Wow. So that's where I'd like to start. It's not just, wow, this is kind of cool. It's amazing news. Yeah, yeah. I feel like that, especially in our culture, like we use big terms like the gospel, like sin, like all these things, and we just throw them out there. You know, it's like people on the outside world is like, I don't really know what that means. You know, like you're throwing out, especially like the sin word, right? That's a, such a big word and people... Uh, take that word as an offensive way, you know, then you look at like the cultural context of what it means, you know, it just simply means like missing the mark. You know, I, I believe that back in the old days, they used it as like an archery term and they have the big red circle in the middle. And then when you miss that mark, or you didn't hit that red circle. They called that a sin. Right. Um, but in the way that we kind of view it and the way that I believe some Christians often portray that it's a much more, um, much more a uh, negative thing and not that sin is not negative, but it's not portrayed in a way that um, it, it literally is termed in a meaning, if that makes sense, mm. you know? So yes. it's going back to like the, like how, how can we as, as fathers of Jesus, like use these terms like the gospel um, in a way that's clearing to somebody else where it's not just we're throwing out a word because we expect them to know what it means, but we can say these phrases and say these statements that it can actually impact their lives the way that it was supposed to be that's the way that's defined you know so so yeah but like what so what what what's this gospel about like what what's the if you can if you can tell me from the beginning to the end a short description a short summary of what this gospel is and why it is such great news that is so life-changing what would you be able to tell me for that yeah that's a great question um I think a lot of people in uh, Western culture have uh, framed the gospel in, well, you've made a lot of mistakes and you suck, but there is hope in Jesus. <laughs> and I think that approach uh, many times can alienate people. Uh, the gospel and really the whole grand narrative of the Bible is one amazing, epic story of total redemption. Um, in the beginning, when there was unbroken fellowship with God between the first man and woman, uh, all of our core needs were met. That hunger in our lives where we uh, we try to find ultimate joy, purpose, satisfaction, and sports and sexual pleasure and, and uh, money, whatever, and status, those were met by God. Uh, but as you mentioned, uh, Nate, sin, this idea of sin came into the world. And it's more than just doing things wrong. It's an attitude of like, I am the boss of my life. I'm a better leader of my life than, than God would be. And when the first man and woman committed that, um, immediately fellowship or relationship with God was broken because 
they weren't perfect anymore. And perfection, literally, imperfection would burn up in the presence of perfection. And so there was a, a separation there. Um, when it comes to sin, yeah, that seems like a negative term, right? But what if I were to tell you that you had a doctor and you came in and you got a, a scan or an MRI and you like, we'll use you, Caleb, because you're such a fine looking dude. And this doctor comes up and tells you, Caleb, we need to talk. You look great on the outside, but what you don't see is that you're filled with stage four pancreatic cancer. And you can either choose to believe him or, or not believe him say, well, I don't believe you. You know, I'm going to go get a second opinion. Think of it spiritually. God cares enough about us and loves us enough as a good doctor would to tell us what's really going on inside. If the doctor doesn't tell you what's really there, he's not loving you at all. But God cares enough to tell us about our mistakes or like a good coach would, right? And the good news of the gospel is this. There is an answer for what is totally fatal. Sin is fatal for eternal life, but there's an answer and it's in the person of Jesus Christ. The fact that he would actually, and we'll just do a, you know, a game summary right here, uh, that he would actually take all of my sin, all of my wrongs upon him, and he would actually give me in exchange his perfect record, the life that we should have lived, and he takes the sin that we should be judged for. So I hear you saying facts. Yeah, because today at church when he was talking, and then he started talking about like how um, in the end when we get to like to when we see God and like we're judged for all of the sin that we committed. And he was talking about that. I was like, dang, like I've committed a lot of sins and I'm definitely not worthy. But then when he said, when you accept Jesus, like you're plucked away from that. It was like a breath of fresh air and it felt so good. And then just hearing you talk about it, it's just it's legit. So, yeah. So I have a question, though, right? Because I hear a lot of Christians say they talk about like these Ten Commandments and talk about you got to follow these rules and stuff like that. So um, I can say that I'm, I feel like I'm a good person. Right. I feel like that um, I, I don't lie. I don't don't steal. Right. I don't cheat. I don't do any of those things. So like I should be good enough. Right. To, to earn this this good news. Right. To earn this grace that that you're, you're talking about because I'm a, I don't get a person I follow whatever these commandments are that these Christians talk about so what, what's the point of me having to kind of like follow this this Jesus figure if I'm already doing these good things that he was doing you know because you're not good the Bible says nobody's good but God so that's the first thing that pops into my mind and then Jonathan you look like you want to take it away so you can finish that sentence for me thank you um I was just thinking like you know, people will say, oh, I don't steal, I don't cheat, I don't do all these things, but you're not perfect. You know, the only reason we have access to heaven is because of the gospel, because Jesus Christ died on the cross for us, because he lived the perfect life. And it doesn't matter how good you think you are, you will never meet that standard that God is looking for, because we just physically cannot be perfect. Um, and it makes me think of the story um, when there was two men, and you can probably correct me because I don't think I have it all the way, but these two men were carrying the Ark of the Covenant. And it starts to fall and a man tries, goes to catch it before it hits the dirt because he thinks, oh, the, the dirt is dirty. We don't want to get it dirty. And he goes to catch it and he, he touches it and he dies because you can't touch it unless you're because that's that's the presence of God, you know. And, and to me, it's like 
what makes you think you're cleaner than dirt? Dirt doesn't sin, but no matter who you are, unless you're Jesus Christ, you're dirtier than dirt. I think a lot of this discussion, too, is rooted in the, uh, the pop cultural belief that if I believe something, it makes it true. Uh, and there's this idea of subjective truth. Well, what's true for me is true for me. What's true for you is true for you. Um, and we're not going to get into the, 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 the problems of that. Uh, that itself is self-refuting, right? You have to claim an absolute truth to make the statement that there is no absolute truth. But I can believe that the world is flat. And I'm sure there's some podcasts where some guys are on it <laughs> espousing those views. I can believe that the world is flat, but that does not make it flat. I can believe with sincerity that football is my God. Football will save me. Football will provide what my soul longs and craves for, and it will save me from the grave. But it won't. I do, something's not true because I believe it. I believe it because it's true. And when you look at the person of Jesus Christ and the his the historicity of the documents that record his life, uh, the Bible. Um, and you look at the reasons, the logical and rational reasons uh, of why the Bible is actually accurate recorded history and that they originally recorded it well and it's been preserved, that the fish hasn't grown, you know, the, the, the Bible hasn't been changed, uh, that we see that what Jonathan was alluding to, that Jesus gives you three options. Uh, he's either a, a liar, right? That he he knew he wasn't God, but he told everybody he was, and he fooled everybody to put their eternal destiny in him. So he's he's either a liar, or maybe he believed he was God, but he wasn't. So he's a lunatic. He's he's out to lunch. Neither would be congruent with his life, nor his uh, the followers uh, of him. The other option is he's Lord. And as Jonathan mentioned, the resurrection is historical proof that his, his claims were actually ratified. He's God in human flesh. I definitely want to touch on that resurrection part of it, right? Because I believe earlier we touched on the fact of why Jesus had to die for our sins. Um, but the point of why is the resurrection part so important, right? Why, why can't, okay, Jesus died for our sins and then stops there? Why is Jesus rising from the dead such an important part of the gospel as well? I'm trying to think because I feel like it's because for him to die and then raise again, that's him defeating death. And I feel like that's been talked a lot about a lot in church. But could you explain that to me further? Because I'm curious. Yeah, the importance of the resurrection. Well, for one, it verified all that Jesus said was true. If, uh, if Jesus makes great claims and stays in the grave, well, he's just a sham. He's just a human, right? So his, 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 resurrection, uh, his resurrection proves that. But, uh, but more than that, the resurrection, uh, the Bible call, calls it like a, the, the first fruits. The first fruits was a concept in the Bible where not only was it the best and the first, but it was literally like a down payment. The fact that Jesus conquered death and he rose again guarantees that you and I who've placed our trust in Christ will rise again. And not just that, to live a new life now. So the resurrection is not just hope for the future, it's hope from the future mm -hmm. back to us. Because I feel like that that's one of the biggest misconceptions that a lot of people get wrong about the gospel. All this gospel talk sounds good, right? It sounds good. It's I love great. hearing. It's great. Sounds great. great. Phenomenal. So, so like, I, what, what do I get out of this? 
right? Let's say, okay, I'm I'm starting to believe I want to give, I want to go all in for this, for, for Jesus, I'm going for the gospel, for the good news. What do I get out of this? Does it mean that I, that my life from here on now, because I'm a follower of Jesus, is going to be easier? No. That is going to be a, ooh. <laughs> <you guys answer>. <laughs> 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 well, speak to me on that. Why, why, why? So, I mean, you got me, I'm just creator of the world, right? Like, this is the one that died um, for my sins, I resurrected from the dead, right? Now he's in heaven and... If I believe in him, I should have a much simpler life now. No. I mean, is, is, am I wrong? Okay, so um, well, I've, when when you start to follow Christ, you're going against the grain. So I, I can't swim, but if I could swim, me trying to <laughs> me trying to swim like against the current, that's difficult. So like the world, you know, is flowing with the current, flowing in sin, you know, just doing that. That's that's pretty easy. But then you're going against the grain. But something that is like reassuring about following Christ is so verse Matthew six twenty two is the verse that I was referring to. Um, this is ESV. The eye is the lamp of the body. So if your eye is healthy, your whole body will be full of light. I feel like when you accept Christ, you get a healthy eye and the way you look at things, like I said before, it just changes and it can allow you to see God in things because God is all around us. He created the world for him. Amen. Amen. So as we close, um, this has been an amazing, great conversation. And you guys have all gained great insight and detail on things that matter and things that really hold dear and true to our heart. For those who are listening to this, who are looking back and like, man, like I want to be a part of this. I want to be a follower of Jesus. I want to accept this good news. I want to, to live and walk in the hope that in the love and the joy that these guys have that's never ending. What are the next steps to them? Is it that we have to say a special prayer? Is it that we have to go to a church and have someone pray over us? Or how do I become a follower of Jesus now? If I'm sitting here in my car, in my living room, or with my friends, what can I do right now to become a follower of Jesus? Hmm. Yeah, the gospel is uh, so profound and deep, and yet it's so simple. But it really goes against our human nature. Uh, we want to say that we did it and we accomplished it, that uh, we know better than God. But the gospel, uh, by definition, is I have to humbly come before God and realize I can't do it. In fact, and not just for repenting of things that I've done wrong, but honestly, for even the reasons why I ever did anything right. I think many times that we try to put God in our debt, that if I do enough good things, if I'm uh, a moral enough person, God owes me something. He owes me eternal life. But in that scenario, I become the self-salvation project. I'm my own savior. I'm God. To the person who's sitting out there, you have to understand that God loves you incredibly. You were designed for a relationship with him. That's why you crave what you crave and that what only he can give you. But you have to realize that the, the bad news first is that you are filled, you and I are filled with the disease of sin. And because of that, we are eternally separated from God. We're, it's not just, yeah, I've made mistakes, but you have to understand it, it's my sin that has separated me from God. But then looking at what Jesus has done on our behalf, where it's not me trying to work my way to God, but understanding that he came because I couldn't work my way to God. And to realize that he alone, his finished work, 
his perfect life, his death on the cross, his resurrection from the grave pays for my sin and literally gives me the righteous credentials of holiness and perfection that are needed to be in a relationship with God. But realizing, like we talked about earlier, that I come to him by saving faith where I genuinely trust in what he's done. I'm not just saying it. I genuinely trust. And real trust, it's a two-sided coin. There's this element of repentance where I, I, I can't hold on to my old life of sin and want to be the leader of my life. And like, yeah, salvation sounds cool. I, yeah, I think heaven, I want heaven. And you try to reach over to that and, and, and pull that into your, uh, into your being. It's, it's, I, I turn from my sin and I turn to him. That's what real faith is. I, I can't, I'm not truly believing in what he's done on my behalf if I'm not turning to him. And so it's not an earning salvation, but genuine faith is like, I lay down, I surrender. I lay down my attempts to try to, to earn your salvation and I'm trusting in you alone. And at that moment by faith, we are forgiven. Sure, you could express it in a prayer, but a prayer doesn't save you. I've been around a lot of athletes who've said a prayer, but did were they really saved? It's a, it's a heart attitude. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you for that. And like I said, for any of you guys listening to this, um, who may have friends, who may have family members, co-workers, bosses, coaches, who you may know, um, share this message with them. This is the most important message that they will ever hear in their entire life. Amen. I guarantee it. This message that is great news, that's life-changing news. And um, as followers of Jesus, we want everyone to 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 feel this joy and this hope and this love that we all have that we know we can get freely through Jesus. So um thank you. Uh thank you, Caleb, Jonathan, thank you, Philly G, um, for being on this podcast and for just sharing this amazing news. And um I know God's gonna do something great and mighty through it. So um any other final thoughts? Thanks for having us. It's been a blast uh, talking about no the doubt. greatest thing ever. No doubt, no doubt. And yeah, continue to stay tuned to the Par Effect Podcast. Um, we will be back. I'm so grateful. Um, thank you um, to the MSU um, radio station for allowing me to use this space. Um, shout out to um, Impact. Um, I love you guys, and we will see y'all later. Peace. Peace. <laughs> if you enjoyed today's episode, please share it with a friend, family member, or anybody that you think would benefit from listening to this. If you feel led to support this podcast in any way, please feel free to do so. Let me know what you guys want to hear or any subject that you guys want me to talk about in my next episode. Always remember to keep God first. And I encourage you today to stay hungry and stay humble. See you next time on the Carter Effect Podcast.